Praise the Lord, and welcome in to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson, and as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this, another privilege, dear God, to be able to teach your word, Lord, and I pray, God, that you will just touch my mind, touch my lips, dear God, Lord, that you would just speak through me the words that you would have me to speak, dear God, Lord, that you would just Touch our hearts and our ears, dear God, that we may take these words and use them for your glory, dear God, for the uplifting of your kingdom. God, I pray, Lord, that you just be with us, Lord, and just, God, just go out with us, dear God, on this uh, internet, Lord, and just move in a great and a mighty way to each and every one of those that are listening, dear God, and meet the needs in their heart and life, dear Lord, and just be with them. God, I thank you and I praise you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We, we're going to be in uh, Daniel chapter 3 today. Uh, I know that I have said many times about when the Lord, uh, or when we are going through troubles and trials and, and different things in our life, that the Lord is going through them with us. And uh, as I was praying this morning, the, uh, the Lord brought... Uh, uh, a story in the Bible uh, about uh, three Hebrew uh, men and uh, the King Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, some of you have probably may have heard this before, uh, but we're going to get into this. We're going to do quite a bit of reading before we get started into what the Lord has uh, showed to me. With Daniel chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Now then, before we get uh, before we get too far, uh, there's two different sizes of cubits in the Bible. But uh, the, basically, a cubic is from uh, from the tip of a man's hand uh, fingers to the tip of his elbow, uh, about 22 to 24 inches. Uh, so I went with, uh, it's 20 to 24 inches. So I went with uh, 22 inches and figured out the height and, the, and the, the width of this golden statue that Nebuchadnezzar stood, uh, set up. And this thing was 110 feet tall and it was 11 feet wide. So this was a huge statue. And he set this thing up. And now then, then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, and the judges, and the treasurers, the counselors, and the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the providence to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, the captains, and judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriff, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar uh, the king had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the, uh, the psaltery, 
the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whosoever falleth not down and worship shall the same be shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute and harp and sackbut and psaltery and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, and the harp, and the sackbut, and the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image, and whosoever falleth not down and worship that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that's at what time you hear the sound of the music, of the uh, cornet, the flute, and the harp, sackbut, uh, psaltery, and, and dulcimer, and all the kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now then, King Nebuchadnezzar, he, he uh, has gotten uh, big on himself, and he, he made this, this huge golden image, and he put it up. And he wanted everybody. He brought all of his princes and all of his governors and all of his people, all the all the people with a little bit of power in his kingdom. He brought all of them together, and he told them. He said, "When you hear all this music, you're gonna bow down and worship this image that I've set up." And he was proud of himself. He really was. And uh, he he brought all of his musicians out and everything. And I mean, it, it was a big deal. And uh, he he was he was sitting up there on his throne and and he was watching everybody and uh, the music started playing and everything and everybody everybody uh, bowed down to this golden image except three Jews. And they said, and they, they ain't no way. So they they 
Of course, you know, you've always got somebody that's going to go tattle on you, tell on you that you, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that's what happened. And King had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego brought before him. And he told him, he said, uh, you know, I've made this decree. He put it in my own words. I've made this, this, this decree, and I've heard that you, uh, you don't like you don't like serving my gods. You're not going to serve my gods, and and you're not going to bow down and and worship this golden image I've got set up. And I love I love Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's answer. They said, "Bit," I said, "King," said, uh, "We're not we're not we're going to tell you just exactly like it is. We're not going to beat around the bush, and I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you just exactly the way it is." We will not bow down and worship your golden image. And we will not worship your gods. And as far as that goes, our God will deliver us from the fiery furnace or anything else from and from out of your hands. I don't I don't fear the fiery furnace. I don't fear you. The only person I fear is my uh my God. That's the only person I fear. And whatever happens is going to happen, but I will not, under no circumstances, bow down and worship your golden image. So I'm not going to read the rest of this, but I'm going to tell you what happened. So King Nebuchadnezzar, he uh, he told the men, he said, I want you to take and I want you to uh, stoke that furnace up till it's seven times hotter than it's supposed to be uh, heated at. In other words, if it's if it's uh, to run a, th- a thousand degrees, I want you to I want you to crank it up to seven thousand degrees. I want you just as hot as you can get it. And when you get it there, it said we're going to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we're going to throw them in that furnace. So they they did that, and they bound Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when the men that uh, was a hold of the three uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When when they went up to the to the mouth of this furnace to throw them in, the flames were so hot and the furnace was so hot that it killed the ones that were putting them into the furnace. Well, that's how hot it was. But now the thing about it is is it said it killed the ones that were putting Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace. It didn't bother Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So there, there is miracle number one, okay? And then after they got them in there and everything, the king got to looking and, and he stood up and he looked down in there and he asked them, he said, didn't we th- throw three men into the furnace? They said, "Yes, O King." He said, "Well, there's four men in that plane in flames, and they're walking around, and they their their clothes are not singed, their hair's not singed, that nothing's wrong with them, and they're walking around in these flames. And the fourth one looks like the son, looks like the son of man. So they brought, they went, and they they brought." Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the furnace. And the only thing that was that was missing on them was the bands that they had them tied with, that they had them bound with. 
Everything else, their clothes were in perfect condition, not a hair on, on them, nowhere was seen. They didn't even smell like smoke. So yes, when we go through our troubles and our trials, the Lord is right there with us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had made a decree to their God that they was not going to that they was not going to worship in any other gods, and they were not going to bow down to no golden images. And the only ones that they was going to bow down to would be their God and their God only. And what happened? They got thrown in a fiery furnace, and the king thought he was going to get rid of them. But it didn't happen because when they got in there, the Lord came down and walked around with them. And I tell you what, now you're talking about a church service. I'd like to be in the middle of that church service because that had to be a good one. Because there was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the Lord walking around in these flames and, and just like it was on a, on a beautiful day. They did, they probably never even felt the heat of that furnace. So you say, well, you know, that happened all in many years ago and everything. Listen, it will happen today because God is no respecter of persons. Whatever he done back in the Bible days, he will do today. I've got several scriptures here that I want to read to you just to let you know just exactly that God, God thinks just as much of you as he does Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's not going to put them above you or you above them. And that's not the way I, my God is. He thinks of all of us the same. And, you know, there's, like I've said many times before, there ain't but two, two types of people in this world as far as my God is concerned, and that's the saved and the unsaved. And if we go to Acts chapter 10, in verse 34, it said, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive, that God is no respecter of persons. In other words, he don't treat one person any different than he does uh, another one. You know, we're all the same in the eyes of God. It doesn't matter how little or how much money you've got or uh, how big or how small your house is, God, or if you've even got a house, it does not matter to God. We're all the same in his eyes. And if we would just take the time ourselves as children of God to to look at everybody else as if we were looking in a mirror, as we were looking at ourselves, and we would treat those people the same that we would treat ourselves, and and we would be a whole lot better off in this world. But we have got children of God. We have gotten to the point to where that we think that we're we're all right, and our world's all, and everybody else is all wrong, and we're the only ones that's going to heaven. Our us and our little group, and and everybody else is going to go to hell in a handbasket. Well, I've got news for you. It's those that have been bought with the blood. It's those that have, that loves God. It's those that loves thy neighbor as thyself. It's those people that are are not so much worried about their own self as as much as they are everybody else. You see, we it's this is not a me thing. This is a us thing. We're all going to go to heaven together. It, it, uh, the rich and the poor and the black and the white and the red and the yellow, we're all, if we are a child of God, we're bought, we are bought by the blood our, and the blood is applied to our heart and Jesus lives in our heart. We're going to go to heaven. It doesn't matter how much money we got, how little money we got, 
what color our skin is or anything else. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're not going to be segregated when we get to heaven either. You're not going to have uh, have the uh, different denominations uh, all segregated out and living together and not having nothing to do with nothing, nobody else. We're all brothers and sisters. Whether you, if you really want to get to heaven, you're going to have to get to the point where you realize it doesn't matter if you are, if we are uh, bought with a price and we have the blood applied and God has forgiven us of our sins, we're brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter. God is no respecter of persons and we should not be either. Because James 2, 9 says, but if you have respected persons, you commit sin. I'm going to read that one more time. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are and are convinced of the law as transgressors. That's a little harsh, but that's Bible. James two nine, Deuteronomy sixteen nineteen, Thou shalt not rest judgment, thou shalt not respect persons, neither take a gift. For a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. Do not be a respecter of persons. Don't, don't look at one person more than anyone else. Yes, in our, in, in every church, you have pastors, you have Sunday school teachers, you have deacons, you have board members, you have janitors, you have different people in that church. But no one person is more important than the other. It all, we are all the body of Christ, and we need to fit together in a way for that we can all work together no matter what. We, we, we need to get away from this uh, sign over the door. We need to get away from uh, denomination when we need to get back to salvation and we need to get back for living for the Lord and loving our our neighbors as ourselves and not worrying about all this other stuff. Second Samuel. And I forgot to put the verses down. That's good. But for we must needs die and are as water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person Yet doth he devise means that he that he is banished he not expelled from him, be not expelled from him, but his banished shall not be expelled from him. God loves you no matter what. He loves me the same as he does somebody that is in prison that has committed multiple murders. He he loves me just the same as, or loves that man just the same that has committed all kinds of, of uh, bad crimes and everything. He loves him just as much as he loves me. And children of God, we need to get the love of God in our heart and our life if we're going if we're going to make it to heaven because. Let me tell you, we need to we need to worship God and we need to live for the Lord and we need to do as He has said. 
and, and the Ten Commandments. Those are not suggestions. Those are commandments. We have to obey those Ten Commandments if we're going to make it into heaven. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Second Chronicles 19.7 Wherefore now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it. For there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. You can't bribe him, and he don't. He he ain't going to do you a favor just because of who you are. You've been I've been a Christian for fifty years, and and uh, the Lord uh, Lord really loves me. Well, yes, he does. He really loves you. But he loves that sinner, man. It's not even sitting in the, in the pews that you ought to be talking to and witnessing to. He loves him just as much as he does you. Romans two eleven. I mean this this one is plain and to the point. For there is no respect of persons with God. God does not. I'm going. I'm going to tell you this again. God does not love one person more. Then he does another. And if God gives you a job to do, the reason that the Lord gave you that job to do is because he knows that you can do that job. He didn't pick it out because, because he liked you better than somebody else, which was maybe more qualified to do the job that you were doing. But he picked you out because he knew that you could do the job and he had confidence in you. So he called you to do that job, no matter what it is. But God is no respecter of persons. Yes, that happened a long time ago. But still yet, it the same goes today. Here's three men. They stood for the word of God. When, when everybody else had bowed down to this golden image, they did not. They were going to stand for their God and not these uh, pagan gods and uh, this golden image that, you know, they couldn't do a thing. All, all they could do is look pretty and that's it because they, they, they don't feel, they don't hear, they don't see, they don't move. They're just there and they look pretty. But, you know, that's it. That's as far as it goes. My God, he sees, he hears, he feels, he moves, he speaks. I mean, he touches, he, he, does, he does everything that we do. But he can do a whole lot more. He can answer our prayers. He can make a way when there is no way. And it doesn't matter who you are. But listen, children of God, we have got to get our lives in line with Christ. See, these these three men here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had their life their lives lined up with with God. They did not care what everybody else was doing. They did not care that this king was sitting on the throne and that he could he could take their life at any time. They did not care about that. They were going to serve their God, the God. They were going to serve him no matter what. 
even if it cost them their life, they were going to serve their God. So here's what happened. They got thrown in the furnace. And then Nebuchadnezzar, when, when he threw them in the furnace, he, he got to looking and they wasn't three in there walking around. There was four. So he brought them back out and he made a decree that, uh, let me find that. Mm, Kings and Tiny Rosation. I'm going to start in verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto him, unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose body the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. <laughs> this is what God can do for you. If you get to the point where you're going to say, I'm going to serve God no matter what, I'm going to serve him. I don't care who likes it or who don't like it. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to do what he wants me to do. I could care less about what you think about me. It's time that we come out from among the world and be a peculiar people. So they, they, the king, he was astonished. He could not believe what was going on. And then the princes and the governors and all these people gathered around because they had to see this for themselves. Because the men that threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace, it was so hot, it killed them. But these men were down there walking around as if nothing, like it was out for a Sunday stroll. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their god. Therefore, I make a decree. <laughs> here, here is Nebuchadnezzar. He done figured out that his gods was nothing. Here was three men that served a god that was not going to... Uh, not going to conform to the world. They, was, they wasn't going to, uh, um, I can't think of the word. They, anyway, they, they were going to serve their God no matter what. And they did. Even though they knew, they had, they had some, uh, they was up in some power in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom because this was the ones that was um, in the government of Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom was the ones that was here at this. This wasn't the the, the uh, just the everyday person. So they knew 
that whatever happened, they was going to serve their, their God. And King Nebuchadnezzar, when he saw it, he was astonished. And then he figured out that their God was the true God. What he had been worshiping and what and this golden statue that uh, he had made, it wasn't nothing. This right here, this God that these three men serve right here, he's God. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So, you know, I know I've, I've said a lot of times when, we, when we're going through our trials and, and we're going through the fires, the refining fires, and we're going going to those places where that um, we, we are learning and we are being purged and we are being cleaned up and, and we are being taught and we're getting closer to the Lord. When we're going through those places and we're, we're down in the valleys and down in the, and down in the mud and, and wallowing around in the mud and down in the, down in the, the pits and everything, that's where God is right there with us. And the Lord is walking around with us in those places, just like he was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Lord is, the Lord is no respecter of persons. If he done it for them, he'll do it for you. And, you know, I, I know this for a fact because there's times that I have had uh, things come against me and it seemed like the only friend that I had was Jesus. He, he was there. He was waiting on me to call out to him for help. You know, just like Jesus, Well, uh, when uh, Peter and all the disciples were in the boat and it was going across the lake on the sea and that storm came up and Jesus was walking on the water, he would have passed them by. He would have walked right past them, except they cried out. They cried out. See, sometimes we have to cry out. Jesus knows exactly what's going on. He knows everything that's going on in your life. He knows every heartache. He knows every trial. He knows He knows every hair that falls out of your head. He knows every hair that grows into your head. He knows everything about you. And he, he is wanting to help you and can help you. But just like us as fathers sometimes, well, especially as our our children get older, we want to help them, but you know we just don't want to to butt in and maybe cause things uh, to be worse than what they are. So we wait for them to ask for help. That way, they have got to the point to where that they they have realized and and they have exhausted everything that they. Uh, tried to do and they have realized that the only other way is to ask dad for help and you know we are the same way as children of God we try to do so many things ourselves and and we get in trouble 
because of, of doing those things and not listening to the Lord and not paying attention to the Lord and not ten, turning the things over to him to begin with. And then when we do, everything is so simple. It just, it, everything just fits in line. It's just so simple. If we would have just did that in the first place, it would have been so much better. But not only did, did God protect them and save them from the fiery furnace, but he also, when he, they came out, they, they in their act of defiance against Nebuchadnezzar, they ended up um, winning Nebuchadnezzar over to their God to serve their God, and he made a decree that if he caught anybody serving any other God, other than their God, that they would be cut in pieces and their homes would be uh, made dunghills. So it got real serious real quick. Yeah, they still had this big statue and everything, but he, he realized real quick that these, this golden statue and all the gods that he had been worshiping and everything was nothing. Because the God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego served when the things got tough and and uh, times got tough and everything, he showed up on the scene and he showed up in a very big way, same way God does today. You know, we we may not be in in the same situation that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was, and we and there's a good possibility as time goes on we may get into that position, but we're not right now. We we can serve God and. And worship God wherever we are, we are at, any time we want to, without any, without any problems. But uh, you know, back then, even in Egypt, when the children of Israel was in Egypt, you know, their gods that they worshipped, they they were very strict, and they would they would do you harm if you did not serve their gods, and if you did not serve their gods, they they really didn't like. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood their ground. And they said, we're not going to worship. We're not going to fall down. You know, you can play all the music you want to. Uh, you can do whatever you want to, but we're not going to. And, you know, that's that's where we need to be. Is We need to be to the point to where it doesn't matter what people think about us. It doesn't matter uh, what laws are being want to be wrote or whatever. We're going to serve God, our God, the one true God. We're going to serve him and no one else. So, you know, I, I, I really, I, I, I would like to say that I would, and if the thing, if the same thing happened to me that happened to them, I, well, I would like to say that, yes, I could do the same thing, but mm, I don't really know. That's, that's, but see, the thing about it is, it's going to come to a point, as this world goes on, it is going to come to a point that we will get to the get to the place to where that we may be in the same situation that uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because this world is getting so far away from God, and and they are. They are looking more to mankind than they are to God. They are looking more for uh, help from mankind. They have quit looking to God. Um, 
basically because that they're saying that God is not there, he's not going to help and everything. But, you know, listen, let me tell you, the only reason that God showed up in Chadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's place is, is because they served him. They served him. They worshiped him. And they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that, they, that he was going to protect them. Let me tell you something. We need, to, we need to get to the point to where that we forget about this world and we start looking to, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and we, get, we really get serious about salvation and we get real serious about heaven because it is not going to be long till we're going to leave this world. It's about time for God to look over to his son and say, go get our people. And if we're not to the point to where that we have put everything, our lives and, and our trust and our faith and every bit of our of everything that we have, if we have not put that into God's hands and we are not worshiping him and we are not living for him, we're not going to be, we're not going to make it out of this world. We're going to be left when Jesus comes after his people. These, the king made a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this soul. <laughs> no other God that can deliver like this God delivered. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God delivered. There ain't no way. Of all the gods he served, and, and let me tell you something, Babylon and those places around in there in Egypt, they didn't have just four, five, six gods. They had hundreds of different gods that they worshipped. As a matter of fact, they, they got so bad that they got to mixing their gods. And and it, it just take the time sometime and, and do a search on Egypt and their, their different gods. It, they had a god for everything. I mean, everything. The sun, the moon, the stars, fish, uh, every kind of animal to be thought of. And, you know, Bible, we were studying in... Uh, about the children of Israel. And the Lord was telling them, said, you know, um, don't make anything foul of the air or sun and the moon and the stars or uh, any kind of thing that creepeth upon the ground or any beast or anything that is in the earth or under the earth. Don't make any type of God at all, a graven image at all. Don't do that. Serve me and me only. And if you'll do that, you'll be in good shape but we've got to serve God and God only. We can't serve God and Satan at the same time. It's not going to work. So we're going to have to choose one or the other. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to make a choice. Was they going to uh, maybe advance in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom and look good to Nebuchadnezzar and 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 bow and not say nothing about their God and bow down and worship his golden image and everything's going to be all right. You know, well, it would have been as far as Nebuchadnezzar and all his, uh, all his people was concerned, it would have been all right. 
But they said, no, uh, we can't do that. Uh, we, we're not going to bow down and we're not going to serve your God. And, 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 you know, it's just not going to happen. And, uh, I was trying to find that. Oh, right there it is. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, this is uh, 16, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. In other words, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar, I'm going to tell you just exactly the way it is. I'm not going to hold nothing back. Your God, it, it ain't nothing but a, a pile of gold. That's all it is. It can't do nothing. It can't help nobody do nothing. And I'm not going to serve it because I serve a God that can do all things. He, he was the one that gave you the, give you and uh, the people that made that golden image, it give them the knowledge to do that. But I'm not going to serve it. I'm going to serve God. You know, so many of us today are serving the creature and not the creator. We have got to serve serving everything of this world and we're not serving God. You know, and let me tell you that the creation, it's all going, it's all, every bit of it's going to pass away one of these days. This earth, everything in it, uh, that big fine home you hold so dear, that bank account that you uh, serve, that you worship all the time, or the big fine cars that you worship all the time, it's all gonna it's all gonna be gone one of these days. And you're not gonna be here anyway to to partake of it, but it's all gonna be destroyed. But I have a home in heaven that uh <clears throat> you know uh, nobody can break into it because there's no sin gonna enter into it. Uh moth it's not the moths are not gonna corrupt it and it's not gonna rust or, or fall apart and 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. It's never going to have to need a repair of any type. And it is, and and the, the greatest, most beautiful building on this earth does, doesn't even hold a candle to it. I mean, it, 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 you can't even compare it to what my mansion's going to be like in heaven. But I'm going to have to trust God I'm going to have to serve God no matter what man thinks, no matter what comes against me. Uh, it doesn't matter if it costs me my life. You know, I did, the Bible says don't, don't fear a man that can destroy the body, but fear God who can destroy the, both body and soul in hell. So, you know, we, be, we need to be very careful of, of who we're serving and we need to be very careful of how we serve him. We need to serve God with all of our heart and with all of our mind. Because, you know, that's that's like that's the only thing that's going to pass. That's the only thing that's going to last. Everything else is going to pass away. But I hope you all got something out of this tonight. Um, you know, I love it when the Lord gives me these things. Um because I know somebody needs it, and uh, I hope you will uh, take this and you will you will study on it and you will think about it and you will give God the glory for whatever situation you're in. Because 
the best way to get out of, of any of your troubles and your trials and everything is not to complain about them and not to uh, get aggravated about them, but to thank God for uh, for being there with you and thank God for uh, for choosing to let you go through these to so that you may get closer to him and and find out just exactly why that you're going through those things. I've always said there's there's one of three things uh, that you are going through what you're going through. It's either because of yourself, something that you have or have not done, or it is for a cleansing, a refining, um, a um, lifting up and a perfecting and reviving, um, or it is Satan is coming against you, or or Jesus is or God's allowing something to come against you to come against you to prove you, and either way they're 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 not fun to go through, they're not. But always remember, God is walking around in that furnace right there beside of you. The flames are not going to hurt you. Shadrach, Meshach, and come out of that come out of that furnace that was heated seven times hotter than it was supposed to be, and they came out of it. Not a hair singed on them nowhere. The smell, their clothes weren't changed in any way, and the smell of smoke was not even on them. That's the God I serve, and He'll do the same for you. He's no respecter of persons. But I thank you all for listening. Until the next time, may God bless you.